Today's episode of Chrome Dome Radio is brought to you by Gegs. Gegs are the grass-fed, cage-free, organic, GMO-certified mountain goat eggs. Each egg is carefully hand-picked from high atop the Adirondacks to ensure the highest quality Gegs make it to your plate. Buy a dozen today and get our Gegs down your gullet. All right, we got this now. Let's make believe this was our first take. That Yeah, this is uh, absolutely the first time we didn't screw anything up and start over multiple <laughs> times or anything. All right, episode one, man. I'm pumped. I am too. We're this finally is... doing this. Uh, we wanted to do this earlier in the week, but we both got bitten by the bug, and we were feeling crappy, and we were sounding nasally, so we figured we'd wait and get it done today. I still feel like shit. <laughs> it was probably the Slayer last night. Yeah, it was more than likely the Slayer. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm Chris Maiello. I'm Zach Rutherford. And uh, we're doing this thing. You know, it's funny because when I was at first, I I, I, got to confess, I didn't listen to many podcasts in general, especially prior to this endeavor. Hmm. So I Googled, how how, how does one podcast? How to podcast. How how to podcast. Did did uh, you put podcast in quotes? So you wouldn't come up with something weird. One of the one of the things it said in like the top tips or something was yeah. that your show needs to have a focus. You need to have a point. Laser, so like laser focus. Yeah. No, no scatterbrained. Um, just pop culture in general, and um, you know other things. Exactly, right. which is exactly what we're gonna do. Oh, okay. Because Shit. because I didn't. I got it. I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't want to focus on anything. No. Because there's nothing I'm that interested in that I could stay interested in episode after episode after episode before it drives me nuts. I mean, you can kind of do that with, like, current events, you know, if that's your focus, because current events is always changing. Right. So, or, you know, I don't know, maybe if it's like an art thing, because then you're always getting better at something, so you have more to talk about. (laughs) Art in general. Yeah, like art in general. I like pop art. So it's pretty cool. So I think uh, for for any of our new listeners, and you should all be new listeners, by the way. And if you're not, if you are a time traveler from the future, we appreciate you revisiting episode one back in 2018. Yeah, um, it's great to have you here. Uh, I, I think in general, my goal with this whole thing is I, I would like fan interaction. I'm thinking it would be really fun for at least listener interaction for our listeners. If if you want to get on the podcast, if you want to hear your voice, if you want to say something, maybe you have a topic, maybe you have a funny story, whatever it is, whatever you got, you can email us. It's chromedomeradio at gmail.com. Tell us your story. Give us a little synopsis of what's going on. And yeah, maybe we'll get you on there. I think it'll be a lot of fun if we do something like that. Yeah. See, I had the exact opposite vision. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> Not just me and you, buddy. I mean, we could just stick... I mean, we, we have generally good conversations. It could just be you and me. I mean, it depends on who you ask. But one of the tips I read on the Google is to have fan interaction. Oh. What does Google know except everything? <laughs> All right. So you sent me an article, and we intentionally did not talk of this article because we wanted to save it for today. Because it, the content of said article was pretty mind-blowing. It is. It. it I don't... I, I don't think it's breaking news, but the fact that this is official now and there's documentation for it, that's when it's like, okay, this is a little creepy. So basically, this article is titled, Here are the 410 movies made under the direct influence and supervision of the Pentagon. Which, in itself, right, not exactly like, oh, uh, yeah, well, there's 
propaganda in movies. Big surprise. However, what really got to me on this was just the the kind of movies that were on this list. Batman and Robin with George Clooney and <laughs> Chris my, O'Donnell. That was my favorite one. <laughs> okay. All right. So what? I, I, I'm just having a real hard time thinking of like some like Department of Defense dignitary, like a four star general or something being like, you know what? I think these I think these bat costumes need nipples on them. <laughs> Hey, what ideas did the Department of Defense have for Batman and Robin? Maybe that maybe the 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 vehicles that he was using in that movie. Like, I could see that. I just in my mind I'm thinking because it's now basically this article it does have some details as to what the influence from the Department of Defense was, and they do have an influence on the final script. So I'm thinking like, what in Batman and Robin could he have could he have had an influence on the script? Like, is he sitting there like, hey, you know what Arnold should really say? The Ice Age. We'll kill the dinosaurs. The Ice Age. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. That, that's that's exactly. They that's were like, the one. This, this script needs more puns in it. Goddamn it. <laughs> so uh, what, just in, ch- chomping on a cigar, <laughs> a glass of brandy in his hand, hanging out with Hollywood bigwigs, and he's like, "Oh, this is my chance." Frosty. <laughs> There's obvious ones on here, like Black Hawk Down, Zero yep. Dark Thirty, Lone oh, yeah. Survivor. I'm not surprised by those. Uh, and, and basically every Michael Bay movie ever made. Uh, Pearl Harbor and Transformers <laughs> and all those. Yeah, every Transformers. Don't forget. The interesting thing I read about this was that basically the, the way this whole thing plays out is mm-hmm. that Hollywood approaches the DOD. Yeah. And they, they the say help. they want the help. Which, real funny because, you know, Hollywood lefty types, not super big on the military industrial complex as a rule. But they're <laughs> like, well, fuck, we, I mean, I want to use the, the fighter jets that you guys have on the on the landing, though. Because... But do you think, do you think, do you ever, okay, we'll get into this in a second. But I'm right. wondering, too, how much of it is specifically for military assets and how much of it is they just want the money? You know, I mean, because there's some weird movies on here like Pitch Perfect 3. Yeah, 70-30 then. You had to think they didn't go in there thinking we need some military assets. They're probably just thinking we we could use the money and and the added benefit of throwing in some uh, patriotic military stuff in there. Well, you think maybe the uh, (laughs) there's just like a really amazing coral like coach or something in the uh, in the American military. And they have just like this outstanding chorus and that uh, they're all doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're all doing like these acapella things, or maybe it's that same like four star general, like more puns. We need to throw acapella into a sentence. So you <laughs> joke, but there's. Times. But if you read this article, maybe I was reading this one or a different one. There is, there's a liaison. There's a Hollywood yeah. liaison. They got a guy. His name is I think the current one. I think I read Phil Strub. <laughs> so his, his name. This guy's name is Phil Strub. Hang on. That He's sounds got, like a military name. I looked it up, and he has an IMDb. Check this Does out. Does he have an official rank? Colonel Strong. No, that's that's his title. Hollywood liaison of the Department of Defense. So, yeah, it is Phil Strub. So I'm pulling up. He's got an IMDb. He's got credits on movies, uh, which include 007, which one? Tomorrow Never Dies, True Lies, and Iron Man. Nice. Funny story about Iron Man. We'll get to that in a second. All right. But so, so a... Here's, here's his list of credits. He was in a movie called Executive Decision as the Military Advisor. He was in True Lies as uh, Department of Defense Liaison. Noise. Wind Talkers, again, Department of Defense Liaison. Was that Cage in that movie? Nick Cage? I think that wasn't a Cage movie. We gotta, we gotta we can, save that we, one for bad movie night. <laughs> it is. You're right. It's Nick Cage. Navajo Codebreakers. 
All right. So then, surface. He was the Department of Defense. That's all it says there. Uh, basically, though, he is credited with yeah. these movies, and he's on set. He's on set to the point where uh, I had read he he had a little bit of a, a heated disagreement with is his name John Favreau, Iron Man's director. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the guy. So it got heated to the point where swingers. there was there was that movie. right right there was a a disagreement mm-hmm. apparently heated shouted shouting. And it was over the use of a line, basically detailing a a uh, uh, I guess a, a military personnel suicide. Ooh. Basically saying like I'd rather be dead than something. Uh, That's a touchy subject yeah, yeah, for the military yeah, yeah. because suicide rates are what they are. Yeah. So he came it's, in. It's like some. It's like one out of. It's like ten every day or something, right? It's something ridiculous. Yeah. Ugh. It's absurd. Horrible. So they obviously don't want to be talking about that type of thing. That's an inconvenient truth. So uh, I thought <laughs> I thought maybe it was like that the the fun V line. What's the fun V line? Oh, you know, he's, he's like, uh, you want to be in the fun V? You know, you got to go be in the hum, humdrum V. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't remember that? No. It was like my favorite line from that movie. <laughs> anyway, so th- th- this scene didn't even make it into the final cut, but they basically had to say, instead of saying, I'd rather be dead, he'd say, I'd rather be walking on hot coals than have to, you yeah. know, whatever. The All right, so there are two interesting aspects of this whole story to me. Uh, number one is, like, how much control does the military actually have over final cut? Because, you know, there's some directors that just, you know, they don't play that. Like, I get final cut, nobody else. You know, we put my vision, my dream out there. And then there's, you know, every other director, which kind of just does whatever the studio wants them to in order to make, like, the biggest picture possible for the Chinese. And then there's... What the? Uh, hey, there's my son. We can hear him. We can hear him through the walls. <laughs> That's amazing. We we do have a high tech studio here at Chrome Dome Radio. Yeah, it's in my basement. It's pretty pretty baller basement though. <laughs> wait, just wait, wait, you guys, just wait till we get video in here and you get to see all of this. Wait tr- until somebody flushes a toilet and you hear the waterfall. <laughs> all this trash lying around. <laughs> no, okay, so that's like one thing because you know, obviously, like free expression, like the, the artist's dream has to be fully visualized. All right, so. Okay, but what about, like, this Department of Defense? Like, I, I imagine this guy, like, looks like friggin', um, uh, like, the dude off of, like, Unsolved Mysteries at the beginning, and he's just, like, ultra serious and has, like, no humor. Uh, God, I was right. That's him. You just nailed what you just described. People that's, are already, they have his picture in their mind. Yeah. Because no, you just him. nailed that. That's him. It, it's <laughs> right yeah. over right over top a picture of James Franco for some reason from the interview because that was another That's movie another that they were on. yep they okay. were involved in the interview is that that was the name of it right the yeah. interview so that's question number one question number two is uh, that I'm really interested in is um, which one of the Con- King Kong and Godzilla's like that alright so they have King Kong on here but there's been a million King Kong movies two within <coughs> excuse me two within the last couple of years and then same thing with Godzilla. Like they're about, you know, is this the Godzilla 2014 or is this Godzilla, you know, that crappy one they did in 95? Right. This list does not clarify which version. Yeah. It's, it's important information. I need to know. Because, I mean, did they only get credit for one? I don't know, man. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I could see that probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the newer one because the newer one had a lot of, well, I guess they all did. Yeah. The military was involved in all of them, but the newer one specifically 
you know, they went through all the nuclear testing and stuff and, yep. and how they were doing it. See, that's the type of stuff that they want to oversee. Yeah. Like any uh, any kind of like technology related thing. So maybe like you don't accidentally give away something important to your enemies. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, or that's or that's how they'll that's how they'll paint it. Yeah. You know, the whole. Uh... <laughs> what do you think the like the most like egregious thing to ever get cut by a military guy was? It's tough to say because this doesn't get into exact details for each movie. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if there were things exact and any I would imagine anything that undercuts the United States military. But there's a million things but, that undercuts. But those are the mo- those are the movies that didn't have to go through the Pentagon. At the point of having it go through the Department of Defense, you're going to be releasing you're going to be releasing a Michael Bay movie. Hmm. You could tell you could tell those movies is uh, is Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay on this list? <laughs> Don't think that one's on here. Yeah, I like to I'd like to put a little coke in my weed, speed you up while it slows you down. It's a great movie. That is great. Yeah, that's but that that scene in particular makes yeah. it for me. That one in the cock meat sandwich scene. That's oh, <laughs> that's a glorious comedy. So battleships on here. I didn't see that. Did you? Uh, which one? That's the one that's... with the aliens in the middle of the ocean, and they have to kill it with a battleship. Yeah, was Liam Neeson it... in that? Who? Liam Neeson was he in that? Uh, maybe. Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips is on here twice. Yeah, that's a typo. Well, they did it twice. Did they? Yeah, they they redid the movie. Oh, right, I, I did. Right that was a remake. Yeah, I didn't even know. No, that. I'm joking. I don't. Oh. Know. <laughs> How do they remake a movie that like know. based on true events that happened like five years ago? <laughs> you know what this this series needs is a, a reboot. Oh, check this one out. <laughs> Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest saves Christmas. How? Like what? What is what in that movie? So I I all right. Here's the director is like walking up to this general. Like, how would one make? A flying sleigh. If one, if we needed to weaponize it to save Christmas, <laughs> could you imagine though, like being the guy you show up at the DOD? It's your first day. Yeah, you're the new, you're the new recruit. You're like a and you have Hollywood kind of, intern or something. Welcome to the Department of Defense, son. And he's like super excited about. It. And he's like, man, do we have a project for you? You'll be a, a part of the Hollywood, the Hollywood Department of the Department of Defense. <laughs> he's gonna be thinking what? Anyway, we have a high dollar, huge budget film for you. Oh yeah, what what's what's this film? It's called Ernest Saves Christmas. Well, I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> you gotta show up to this set. <laughs> yeah, I, this tell, is tell me, are there elves? <laughs> you bet, you son. We watch you in California at 0800, 0800 hours tomorrow morning. All right. Well, I mean, as soon as we uh, figure out how to give Santa machine gun, I'm all in. <laughs> God, dudes. <laughs> All right, what else is on here? Francis in the Navy. I never heard of this one. Francis in the Navy? No, I don't care. What else? You got you got some good ones on here. Girls of Pleasure Island. Ooh. All right. <laughs> is that you, a porno? Pull, pull that up. <laughs> Let's look this up. And and then uh, next uh, next we need to look up Operation Petticoat because that sounds interesting too. That's on here too. Yep. Oh, this is a Whoa! It, this it is, is a, a 1953 movie. Whoa. Well, obviously they've been doing this all. So this time. organization, this is going on for decades now. Fifty-three. Who was president in fifty-three? Man, you gotta be asking me trivia now. I mean, it's important. You should know your presidential history. Oh, well, you don't know. Uh, hang on, I know the answer. No, wait, wait. It, let me guess. No, you guess. can't guess. Let, I know. Let me, it. Oh, no, let me guess. <laughs> let me. Let me. I can do this. You didn't look at the screen, not, did you? No. All right. It's not Kennedy. You sure? Is it Kennedy? No, it's Eisenhower. Damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I should know that. 53. It was right after World War II. Stupid. So Girls of Pleasure Island is not a porno. It's, a, it's an actual film. Is it about scantily clad women on an island made for pleasure? I mean, that, that, that is what the cover is. I mean, that's what the cover looks like anyway. Yeah, read the description. In the spring of 1945, oh, here we go, World War II is coming to a close. The character's okay. name is Roger Halyard, uh, a dignified, straight-laced Englishman. Oh, that's a man's name right there. Lives on a South Sea Robert atoll. Halyard. It says atoll with his three daughters, Gloria, Hester, and Violet. Are they all hot? Obviously. Sweet. Along with the housekeeper, Thelma. Oh, Thelma. Mm. Mm. Yes. Thelma. So has this guy got a wife? He's just there with a bunch of chicks? He's there with his three daughters and a housekeeper. This sounds like incest porn. <laughs> Thelma was raised, oh, has raised the girls since childhood. Other than their father, the girls have never seen another man. Okay. <laughs> Where's this going? Sorry. Halyard is informed that 1,500 U.S. Marines will soon arrive <laughs> to establish an air base on the island. So, basically, he's just got to like protect his women from these horny Marines. It's, that's exactly what this movie's about. That's an amazing... Like, you this can't is, make see those this. fucking movies anymore. No, you can't. I want to see great, this. That's a great concept. I would watch that today. I'm glad we looked this up now. I'm very happy. This is uh, this is another one for Bad Movie Night. What's it get on? It might not it? be bad, though. It might be good. It's got four out of five stars on Amazon. Oh. Okay, we need to make a new thing. It's just called Old Movie Night. Old Movie Night, yeah. What is it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't know. Let's see. We'll type it up, motherfucker. Let's see what else is on this list while I'm looking that up. GoldenEye. That was an obvious one. Yeah. I could see that. Health Club? Health Club? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. Uh, the Hunter? Nah, the Hunters. Oh, so the first Which two, Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Man 1 and 2. The Jackal. Top Gun. Big surprise. Top, okay, so about Top Gun, apparently, yeah. from what I read, Top Gun 2, they had such a t- tough time getting that one off the ground because the Department of Defense wouldn't okay the original scripts that they had proposed even from back in the 90s really there was already supposed to be now they're coming out with the sequel obviously but they wanted a sequel much sooner yeah they couldn't get the script okayed the movie got basically shelved yeah just put into production hell right right exactly i wonder why Check this out, Jurassic Park three. Yeah, that's how the that very, movie ended. The that's how that happened. One. Yeah, the <laughs> very worst Jurassic Park, and that you know, there's some stinkers in that series. You know, but that movie, that movie started pretty well. Yeah, enough to get me it's interested, fun. and then it just ends. And how does it end? That's where they influenced it. They said, yeah. you know what, America's gonna come and save the fucking day, and then yeah. this movie is over. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about the talking raptors? Nobody gives a shit. Alan. Battleships! <laughs> Alan! Fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay. man. Yeah, my uh, my kid's like real unhappy I hear him. There. I hear him. Yeah. And man, there's Taylor. Yeah, there's your, there's your fiance. <laughs> By the way, most of our listeners at the beginning, you're going to know who we're talking about. These are going to be most of our friends and family. This is all just people we know. Hi, Mom. And actually, if Thanks you're not friends or family, I'd like to know how the hell you're listening to us right yeah, now. Where did, where did you did get you a find copy us? of this? You poor soul. And you've, and you've lasted this long in this episode. Yeah, what are we at? Like 20 minutes here? I don't know. I'm 30. not keeping track. Right, Silence of the Lambs. That means, uh, I guess to get the night vision goggles? I gotta say, though, a lot of these movies I really haven't heard of. 
Yeah, the, like San Francisco. And a lot of them will sound like, okay, the unbelievable. like South Pacific. Yeah. You can kind of see that, you know, I guess any movie that would have any mention of like a war, for example. Oh, yeah, that Marine was another Raiders, movie. I was, MacArthur. Go uh, ahead. I was reading that it was one of the Vietnam movies. It, you were just talking about Deer Hunter. Yeah, it's a great movie. It might have been Deer Hunter, where they make some sort of a... I'm sorry. There's something like they make some sort of a quip about losing the war. Which one? I think it was supposed to be in Deer Hunter. I gotta look this up again now. I, but basically, they were saying that this this line had to get cut out of the final script mm-hmm. because they did not want any the character, any talk of losing the Vietnam War. We didn't lose shit. Yeah, it exactly. was a strategic withdrawal. In fact, it didn't even happen. <laughs> Give it, give it another hundred years, man. Just imagine how much Egg history. News. But just imagine how much history you can write out when you just don't allow. Yeah. You know, that that that's a way of you could do Braveheart of holding down free speech. Yeah. In the end, absolutely. And funny that we're talking about this this week too, because Alex Jones was just kicked off everything. Yeah. So he's off iTunes. Uh, Facebook. He went full Spotify, crazy. He went full. You, can't, you, you can't never go, go full, full crazy. You can't, well, you can't go full crazy. No. Well, the problem was he was occasionally right about things. Like that's the, the thing, though, is that he he might be right occasionally, very occasionally, but so batshit off the wall crazy off of the inter- a majority dim- of the things. But he he was right just enough to keep people listening. The interdimensional pedophilia, like. <laughs> Evangelion that he had going like that theory like if you ever really listen to him like uh, talking about that stuff it's he goes so deep with it it's crazy and it's just that right kind of crazy where if you're like a religious nut you might be like oh yeah no I can see that do you think that makes perfect sense how much of what he says do you think he believes in a hundred percent you think he believes all that I think he is a complete and total psycho man like I the Regardless, okay, then regardless Turn the of... Turn gay! Come on! <laughs> Come on, That's that the... guy? He's, on, he's all in. So, I guess I'm a little bit conflicted only because I see this, you know, the whole net neutrality thing. I guess people were so uh, for it yeah. because they thought it would promote free speech and everybody's voice can still get out there and you're not going to be holding anybody down. But then now, Facebook... So basically, Comcast can't yeah, regulate, but it's a private industry can't. It's private industry versus government regulation. But Facebook and iTunes or yeah. Apple and Google, they can. Yeah, it just, it just seems a little hypocritical. It's retarded. the The whole thing is, uh, and, they I mean, picked, and there's they, no way out. They picked an easy target too, well, because not we, many do, people are going to defend Alex okay, Jones. Wait, yeah, how do we get? How do we get to? I, I I don't know the connection between Alex Jones and net neutrality. I was just thinking because. You know, a lot of the argument for net neutrality is so that everybody could still have access to the oh, internet and yeah, still get their yeah. still okay, get their okay. voice out there. So if they were starting up a small website or something, mm-hmm. they could still get their product out there, and the big corporations really couldn't take over. So I, I don't I don't listen to Alex Jones regularly, or you know, at all really. I just watch funny YouTube. Oh, clips I was an them. avid listener. So yeah, no. <laughs> so I don't. I only watch like uh, YouTube clips of when he's being really outrageous, right. and they you know the mainstream media has done this for years and years with like Rush Limbaugh they'll take some shitty thing that he said out of context yeah. and granted you don't have to look that hard for something outrageous from uh, Rush Limbaugh and he's an easy target too because he's a fat shit and a loud mouth and he you know 
drug addict than all the other stuff. Probably, I was surprised I haven't heard his name mentioned in hashtag Me Too. Like that's that's got to be coming, right? Good point. You know. Anyway, um, so they they would always just take a quote from him, and then they would just quote it and mischaracterize it completely, and he would go on the next day and clarify what he said. And if you ever listen to him, you're like, well, he's pretty right wing and like reflex, reflexively conservative and probably in somebody's pocket. But for the most part, he sounds like a pretty reasonable human being, like 90% of his show. Alex Jones, I don't think, I wonder how often he sounds reasonable on his own show. I think the the nail in the coffin for Alex Jones was the Sandy Hook thing. That's bad, which, which seems weird to me, though, because that happened so long ago, and he's yeah. been spitting out the conspiracy theory for long enough. How did it just now come back to bite him? Well, that's the, all the rage, though. Like, if it's on the internet, it's there forever, and now people, the outrage police are going back in your timeline history to try and find something shitty about you if you have any kind of power. So, I mean, like, for example, if we ever get really popular and start making millions of dollars on this podcast, somebody will go through back and go back through our Facebook feeds to when we were 18 and come up with all sorts of shit. They'll come back to episode one of Chrome Dome Radio where we're making fart sounds. There will be there will be <laughs> there will be screenshots of uh, conversations that I've uh, had with women on Facebook. And uh, God, yeah, no. and my children will see that and I will feel bad. They're going to find my Zanga account. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I didn't have one of those. That is crazy. You can't live anything down. Everything's yeah. got a fingerprint and everything's on record. Oh, the 100% one thing somebody will throw at me is uh, my argument for like uh, states' rights. Like the, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. I have since changed my view on this. Like I had like a long debate with a guy that ended up being a lawyer. Uh, and he was like... Uh, he was like, no, it was about slavery, clearly. Like, all of the founding documents of the Confederacy mentioned slavery as a primary reason for secession and going to war. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, man, it was about economics. And, you know, I, he was right. I was wrong. It totally was about slavery. It was about, wow. it was about economics and states' rights of slavery. Like, the states' right to own slaves. Right. You so know? intertwined technically about economics yeah. in the end. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm being—you're uh, splitting hairs by saying it's anything right. other than slavery. But, you know, if right now, if I could, if my stepfather could hear me saying this, my stepdad's like a super right wing, like ultra conservative, just like yours, mm-hmm. your dad is. Mm-hmm. So if he'd be screaming his lungs out, be like, no, it's totally about. <laughs> All right, Tom, whatever. I love you anyway. He's a great cook and a really sweet human being. People don't judge him. He's a phenomenal cook. He's a great cook. Hard so, to be mad at somebody if they've given you like filet mignon steaks stuffed with crab. <laughs> So back to Alex Jones. We digress. A lot. <laughs> How did we get here? So back to Alex Jones. I mean, are, are you in favor of him getting kicked off of everything? No. I'm not either. Yeah, That's why? the thing. It's, everybody says shitty things. My, my problem with it, too, Listen is up. you think you're looking out for people's best interests by, interests by you know, shutting people up, but you're not. No. Because you're... The, the correct thing to do was have a rebuttal. Yeah, more speech. Right, exactly. That's the solution to bad ideas. As stupid as you think it is, get out there and get your opinion across. Now, see, all right, so... Or educate people. Be like, look, this is the type of person you don't want to listen to. Right, so there's policy and then there's personal interaction, right? Like, if you start spitting some shit about Flat Earth to me, uh, and then 
I like I, I I'm not gonna bother arguing with you because I in my mind I've already made the determination that you're retarded and I don't need to speak with you anymore. More. Well, that's something you're gonna have to deal with. Right. <laughs> that's why we don't talk about that on the radio because <laughs> I know you're dumb. Anyway, uh, I am not a flat earther. <laughs> don't let him fool you. <laughs> He's a shill. Anyway, um, but then. If, uh, that I don't think that all flat earth websites need to be shut down, but honestly, like you could make an argument to convince me of that because that's one of those ideas that is so stupid that it's, but is is it though? I mean, I'm not saying that particular topic, how stupid that one in particular is. Maybe the line is that that has science involved, right? Like that. Well, no. All right. So here's the thing about science. Science is, science is not fact. Science is what we know about a topic so far that has proven so far to be the rule without exception. Mm-hmm. However, consistently, and like with any field of study, that's always like the the door revolves on what's acceptable fact, uh, you know, or except like viable enough theory to where we can take it as fact. I mean, you know, everybody knew the the world worked one way, you know, when Newton came up with his theory of gravity and and all that. And then that all got thrown out when Einstein came along. And then now we're learning stuff about the quantum world that doesn't jive with anything. So it's all what we know up until this point. Now, we know up until this point enough to where we can act on a fact reliably, but it's not... It's. So if you can prove something today, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be able to prove it tomorrow or in 10 years. However, in many cases, it's close enough to that point where you can just always assume that it'll be the same. But that doesn't mean you're right. Why are you picking on the flat earthers then? Well, because they're assholes. And you're one of them, so... I like picking on you. You know, you're really going to hurt our demographic now. I was kind of going for them. They might, maybe, maybe you just keep on being good cop here and uh, I'll keep on shitting on them and they'll, they'll listen to argue with me in the comments and I will engage you. I'm, I'm sorry I said I ignore you. I'll, I'll do it now. You know what? Uh, Joe Rogan brought this up about yeah. this Alex Jones thing. I was mm-hmm. listening to his podcast recently and he brought up the Streisand effect. Okay. The Streisand effect. You know what that is? Uh, it's a singer. Yeah, she's, so she had. She's, she's got a very popular. She's got a big ass house. Okay, and apparently people were posting pictures of it. Ooh, that was like a little That's, tongue twister. Yeah. Apparently people were posting pictures, but anyway, yeah, and she didn't want that. Was she, she holding she wanted, peppers while she was <laughs> holding peppers. <laughs> she she wanted all pictures of her home taken off the internet. So guess what it did? Put a million more pictures, pictures. of her home exploded. Yeah. Because people were like googling it and looking it up, and like, what's the big deal? So that's the Streisand effect. Because you people wanna, are assholes. Yeah, you want to <laughs> remove it, and then so do you think all this publicity of Alex Jones has maybe gained him listeners? People who would never listen to him before—they're not going to his site. I gotta believe his site hits have probably, taken a bump. Probably gone up. Yeah, but at the same time, um, he's off of like all of the major platforms that people use to consume media. So net net effect it's going down over time now what bothers me most about this is that they're probably going to get away with it like he can't I don't think he can afford to uh, drag this out into court and like sue for his rights back on a on a private platform no it's their property yeah but 
So that, is it though? So the, is the, it? The, argument, <laughs> the argument against what I just said is that these social platforms should basically be regulated. They are all mon- monopolies. They should be like at this point like public goods or something. Correct. That's uh, exactly right. But see, I, don't, I don't like see, the sign of that. Uh, I don't like the uh, sound uh, of that. Uh, it's not a there. So what? It there should be a one that is a public good, but I don't know if. But this goes back to the conversation about the movies. Then you yeah. have then you have some sort of a government entity entity yeah. now having regulation over the social networks. So really, like, it, so what you're reading, what you're getting on these sites, they're very closed minded. Yeah. In the end, I mean, yeah. they're they're socially engineering what is honestly what we need is like a government run four chan. Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Where just like there's no rules, anybody can do anything, and but the government actually just props it up and runs it, and there's no regulatory ability on it. Like that, that would be what would be the incentive for the government to do that? uh, No, there's no incentive. It's the right thing to do. So there's zero incentive. (laughs) It's not gonna happen. No, I'm just you know I'm painting out my fantasies. Yeah, because you know I have a microphone. Fuck you. But yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's what would be ideal, though, right? Like you just have like an open platform; anybody can put anything on it, you know, even if it's shitty. But you it, don't have to read that. But they have that now in 4chan and Reddit. Why, right. why does it have to be ran by the government? Uh, no, that's a good that's a good point. But <laughs> yeah, because it's already out there. But I guess something like that that you know anybody could use or does use I, I just I would to me like any sort of censorship is unacceptable on the internet like it's a bad thing it, I guess that you can accept it because you have to but it, it's it, we should all just draw the line in the sand right there well what about radio and TV I I listen to podcasts because it's better than radio because there's less you know filters Right. I can listen to whatever I want. Now, if I... And there's any kind of content... And you can say curse words. I can. I can say fuck or shit or cunt. <laughs> I don't say that. That's a gross word. And then cunt? Yeah, it's a bad word. I, I like cunt. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you like twat better? Yeah. Like twat what, less offensive? That, that, just, that just sounds fun. Twat. <laughs> what are you saying? Twat. twat. I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> what an ear infection. <laughs> Oh, old school. I've heard uh, yeah. that in a while. Yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> used to say that shit a lot. <laughs> We've barely matured, you know that? Eh, it's the same thing. I guess. You get older. It's just, an, it's just a number. Yeah. Is that age just a number? Yeah. Are you, you're into the, that's like the pedophilia, pedophilia fucking um, slogan. You know that, right? Is it? Yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah, that's like NAMBLA. No, it's just. That's what, like NAMBLA's like saying. It's just what people say when they're nearing middle age. It has nothing to do with pedophilia. <laughs> it's just you trying to justify dating a woman that's 30 years younger than you. <laughs> Not 30. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So. Do you, do you want to talk about James Gunn again? James Gunn? Did we talk about James Gunn? <laughs> we talked about him uh, on oh, one of our man. practice casts. All right. So actually, that's a funny story now that you bring it up. So we, so basically, this is actually the third time Zach and I are recording together. We wanted to have a couple pl- practice runs to see if we could even do this. Yeah, because maybe we're not that interesting. We don't know. So we... Uh, <laughs> So we we started recording uh, initially, and this was right when all that James Gunn crap, the uh, controversy. Yeah, all, I guess those old tweets again. It goes back to the old tweets. Yep. A, a bunch of I guess, were they racist? No, they, they, no, were, the, they were pedophile the, the, jokes. Yeah, pedophile jokes, and the the only one we read 
was, was funny. Was funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So this is the mistake we made, and yeah. we learned from our lessons now in the original recording of the podcast. We're like, oh, it, this, it, was, it, this, bad. this will be on the secret tracks of Chrome Dome Radio eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're like, eh, it's not that bad. It's actually kind of funny. And this is the problem with today is that people are just too sensitive. What was the tweet? It had something to do with it. Was the, the, it was he was gonna make a he was gonna do a remake of the Giving Tree where like the. Uh, the tree like grows up or something and gives a kid a blowjob, which I, you know it's not it's not a hilarious joke, but the way he no, honestly none of them were that funny, but we were just like they, come on, they were defensible. Like then, it was just yeah. Then pretty much live while recording, we're like, hey, let's Google this, let's see what else he said because people seem to be pretty up in arms about it, and that's when we were like. Oh shit! Yeah, he's talking. He's this isn't a joke. This is a statement that he wants to touch little boys. Yeah, and shit. like it's th- like it's almost ooh. hard to deny. Like this is some nasty crap. Not even funny. The one we read was the funniest of them all, and that one wasn't even that funny. Yeah, and this one was the one I'm thinking of. It was like little boys like to touch my no no place or something like that. Which yeah, was like, just what was that? Yeah, what? That's not provocative. That's not anything. That's just horrible. That's in terrible taste. So. Eh. That is kind of funny though. At first, we were like sticking up for him. We're like, "Jeez." Well, that's like the <laughs> reflexive attitude, right? Anytime like somebody's picking on somebody in mass online, I'm like, hey, "Leave the guy alone." He's nobody's supposed to have this much attention on them. So uh, I could, you know, it's messed up. James Gunn looks like a pedophile. He does. He, yeah. he doesn't have the, a pedof- yeah. pedophile glasses. Yeah, the glasses. Mm. Even the kind of hair. Are those frosted Creepy tips. Hair. Does yeah. He, those, does he have frosted tips? Bad. Oh, I maybe mean, it's just the lighting. Yeah. Or maybe his hair just does that. Uh. It's natural. Yeah. And he's just that kind of skinny. <laughs> you know, like that pedophile skinny. You can't be fat in a pedophile. I mean, you can. I mean, then, but I think if you're fat in a pedophile, you're also a serial killer, like John Wayne Gacy kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the rule. I mean, there's enough evidence there in, in support of your opinion. Yeah, I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is now scientific fact. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how that happens. Until tomorrow, when we find a fat pedophile that doesn't murder people. Um, <laughs> he's a pedophile, but with a conscience. <laughs> All right, man. We got anything else? I, I is there not not any way I can say pedophile like three more times of this fucking? You think if we say certain words enough, we'll eventually get no fly list? Ooh. <laughs> so by the way, I wouldn't be surprised. We're probably gonna be fine with our podcast, but we're also gonna throw this thing up on YouTube. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually. I don't think we said anything today, but eventually, what? from what I've heard, YouTube is way stricter with, with everything. The, everything. Yeah. I'm- I wouldn't be surprised if our shit gets kicked off of there. Um, a direct quote that I have heard is that it is a social justice warrior cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you really hear that? Yeah, no, that is uh, from an... Uh, this is... I'm quoting a podcast that I heard of Jordan Peterson where he quoted a letter from an engineer at Google who... Uh, it was like the people that work over in the YouTube uh, section. It's just... It's un... Uh, untenable, apparently. I mean, I'm not surprised. That's, that's what I've heard. I, I haven't gotten into the whole YouTube thing. Well, the whole Prager University thing should have been your first clue, right? We, like yeah. that, For people that don't know, like Prager University was a YouTube channel run by Dennis Prager. He's a right-wing like uh, talk guy. Uh, he was like on talk radio or something. I don't know. But um, they have like short informative videos that uh, describe the conservative point of view um, and uh, basically like YouTube wouldn't 
allow them to collect ad revenue anymore or do advertisements. So you, you could still go to the channel, you could still search their channel, but it would never appear in your like, you know, recommended results or whatever. So the only way you could get these was to search for them and uh, then like, you know, share them to your friends or something. And they were still extremely popular, but the cut off his revenue like that was... I don't know if that, that ever got resolved or... No, I don't think it did. I don't think he was the only one. Yeah, it was a bunch of people. Right. But well, they changed their whole monetization model earlier yeah, this so year. Yeah, so now you, you can't make money on it. Right. Like, the, there were YouTube millionaires. Now there's, like, YouTube people with maybe, like, a little bit of passive income. If you have, like, two, three million views. But then you can advertise on your own and you do your own website if you have, like, two, two three million, like, subscribers. Right, which is kind of what happened in the music industry, too. Yeah. That's why a lot of these bands just have their own record label. Yeah, which is awesome. Because of the fuck the middleman. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's totally cool, dude. Speaking of awesome, man, how badass was Slayer last night? Dude, oh, man. We haven't even brought that up. It goes hard. So though. that was, I was a little bit worried about not being able to record today. Yeah. Because I was like, man, we're already feeling like shit. We went hard. We went hard last night. Yeah, I mean, we, like, about killed that, like, what was that? Uh, it was like a handle of Jim Beam. Jesus Christ. Four, five of us. Yeah, we we crushed most of that before leaving before, the parking lot. It's still tailgating, before yeah. we even got into the venue. Then we, then we heard, like, Anthrax starting to come on, so. That was that was when we were like, okay, we gotta go in yeah, now. Yeah, we gotta do that. Because so, Anthrax was... Like I, I'm not. I'm not nearly the metalhead that you are. I was. I went to this thing because you told me that Slayer was doing a farewell tour because they're never touring again. And I was like, well, shit, I gotta go see them because it's Slayer, right? You know. So you know what I'm thinking? They're calling it their final world tour. Uh, now I'm thinking. I don't know if that means they're not gonna tour anymore or they're not gonna tour the, the world, world anymore. Maybe they'll do some like one-off shows. They but pro- regardless, they're probably all moving to Georgia. Well, that's <laughs> my next pl- point. Regardless, Phillips Arena every year. <laughs> probably the last time they're gonna come to Georgia. Okay. Georgia is not always Atlanta in general, or they're not. It's not the best place for a lot of these rock bands to come right the the crowd just isn't there right you know if it's not hip-hop or country they're just not going to draw a crowd though i mean slayer is slayer yeah so you're gonna, they I drew mean, a, cl- a crowd at lakewood which uh, is pretty solid i'm pretty sure all those seats were filled i think so yeah yeah i mean if, if at least it felt like it was sold out that pit was uh you know pretty packed <laughs> you know what I was even thinking, because I had seen Slayer at, I think I was at Gwinnett Arena. That's a great venue, man. That's That it's place awesome. is underrated. Yeah. I like that spot. And nobody stayed in their seats, because mm-hmm. I was up probably on the second tier, and nobody was in their seats. It yeah. was it was debauchery. Everybody was just insane. charged the pit. Yeah. They were just pushing as close as they could possibly get, even even in the stadium seating. Like, it was, it was, it was absolute chaos. Last night, mm. not as chaotic. No. The pit was, yeah, but we pretty much maintained our seats. I didn't get tossed around too much. That security, that security uh, team that they have working at uh, at Lakewood, they they were on point. They were on point. And I also realized I like Lakewood a lot better when you have the premium parking. Yeah. The, oh my god, it's that so much better. Made it so much better. I have no shit walked like three miles to go see like three eleven. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Just so I could pay five bucks. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I'm not doing that again. No, we're old now. <laughs> We have real jobs. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll tell you, though, even though Slayer and Anthrax were very, very good and uh, it was just an awesome experience all the way around, um, 
I got to tell you, the highlight for me was the middle middle act, the Lamb of God. Yeah, they crushed. It was insanely heavy. Yeah. I wish I'd uh, there was some kind of live music version of Shazam because again, not super familiar with any of these bands' work, but just like heavy guitar riffs and screaming music in general, and uh, and like every song that came on, I was like, oh, this is so cool. I, I wish I knew what this song was. You should check out Lamb of God. They have a pretty badass catalog. I, I mean, they've been doing it for a long time now, mm-hmm. and they they have more of a groove metal sound, a little bit more like Pantera. That's more my style. Anyway. Less thrash, more groove. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I, a little. You should check them out. They're they're pretty awesome. So like on the so like on the scale of like a like Pantera to I don't know like like Rat, where do they fall? Like around Mastodon level, or pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, another badass band. But no, they're a little bit heavier than Mastodon. Mastodon, especially more recently, they're kind of going with more of a uh, rhythmic, atmospheric kinda. type yeah, yeah, sound, yeah. which is awesome. But yeah. it's not quite as heavy. Like like your boy Devin Townsend. That's another good one. That's a that's a fan. I saw him earlier this year in Athens. That was like a pretty neat way to chill out on the drive home. Actually, listening to that because it's like all airy and spacey. Like no, he's solid. Rock and roll. He's solid. I like it. Yep. Hey, we're going to talk more about rock in the future, I guess. I, I would I would hope so. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, like I said, we're going to throw this episode up on YouTube. There's not going to be a video, but I'll just put a picture up there. But that'll be another way to listen. Uh, as always, you could listen at chromedomeradio.com. We have all the social networks. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have YouTube. And I think that's all we have. Yeah, that's... That's everything, right? That's everything important. Zanga? We don't have a Zanga. No. We don't have a Pinterest. <laughs> what about a live journal? We don't... Is live journal still around? No. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think MySpace is, though. We could probably do a MySpace page. We could. I would like to do a MySpace. MySpace is still around. We're bringing it back. Everybody's going to start doing it again. Yep. And we could be the pioneers. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, you're not really a pioneer if you're re-exploring an area, are you? Yeah, true. We'll bring it back. All right. So uh, visit us at chromedomeradio.com. Uh, also, uh, one thing I should mention, too, is we're going to kick off the YouTube channel this week. We're going to throw this up there. And I also want to start doing some cooking videos. Yeah. He'll be the Keto Guido. The Keto Guido. I like that. I don't think I'm going to call it that. That's a... Damn shame if you're not going to use that. That's a solid rhyming nickname. It, it, yeah, I guess it is, but I was also thinking we should stay under the umbrella of Chrome Dome. So you're the, the Chrome, Chrome Dome cooking Dome, has a good... You're the Chrome Dome Keto Guido. The Chrome Dome Keto Guido? Yeah. Jeez, I gotta go that's, get my son. Let's wrap this fucking thing yeah, up. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this up now. So that's what we're gonna do. So if you're at at least a little interested in the Keto Diet, maybe you're already on the Keto Diet, go to our YouTube channel. We're gonna post a video up there this week. And yeah. Uh, I guess that's it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to subscribe. We're still recording here. Yeah, shut up. Let it finish. Okay, it's done. All right.